Hey friend, welcome to Bible Tract Echoes. I'm Michael McCurry, your host. As we begin today, we're going to dive back into the Lord's Prayer or the model prayer. God's people need to pray. God's people need to pray more. I'm lumping myself in with that. In the Venn diagram of everybody that needs to pray, you probably could overlay another circle on top of that circle and say that everybody in both circles needs to pray more. I'm, I'm telling you, friend, it's amazing what God can do when his people pray. This is not a health, wealth, and prosperity teaching this week where if you just pray for X number of minutes a day, all your dreams are going to come true. No, friend, it's so much deeper than that. God's people need to commune with God. We're going to talk about that a little more in just a moment. While you turn to the book of Matthew, chapter number 6, let me tell you about a gospel tract. I have one in my hands right now called The Guardian. And this gospel tract right here began first to be printed about six or nine months ago. And it's been such a hit, not because of the writers, not because of the design, but because it's a needed track. This gospel tract was written specifically for firemen, for policemen, for EMS, for people that go into and do difficult things and difficult situations and oftentimes deal with, we put acronyms and all of these things, but they often almost minimize the, the horribleness, the difficulty of dealing with things like post-traumatic stress, of dealing with your mind messing with you and, and, and causing you to doubt yourself and, and what you're supposed to be doing and how you're supposed to be doing it. It's, it's crippling for so many, but there is an answer. There is a source of true peace. And this gospel track talks about that. Now, I'm no psychiatrist. I'm no psychologist. I don't have some corner on the market of mental health. But I can tell you this, that the God of all creation, God Almighty, the one who made you and he made me, uh, we'd be wise to go to the one with the owner's manual. And I've got an owner's manual right in front of me. And it talks much about how those that have gone through and done difficult things can find true peace. This gospel tract gives the secret. You can go to BibleTracksInc.org today. That's BibleTracksInc.org to order your very own copies right now for free. Maybe there's a policeman in your life that you'd like to give one of those to. Maybe you just want to carry them with you. Actually, I'm going to take this one and I'm going to put it in my pocket to make sure I have an extra one with me. I think I already have two or three in there. I'm just going to add another one just in case. Now, if you would, grab your Bibles. Go to the book of Matthew, chapter number 6. Going to read just a few verses, if you would. Matthew, chapter 6, and verse number 9, what we call the Lord's Prayer or the Model Prayer. Let me read it for you now. After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Straight from the scriptures, many of you could probably and probably did recite it with me as I read aloud there. But 
over the past few days, uh, Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, we talked about those two words, our Father. We pointed out that those are uh, protective words, personal words. They're privileged words. We talked about the fact that Him, God, being our Father, gives us access, access to the throne of God. It speaks of affection, speaks of attention, approachability. We're so very thankful for all of those things. But then you think of His station. We continue on, our Father, which art in heaven. Consider his station. Now, there's a Bible verse that talks about, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are his ways higher than our ways. When you think about the fact that, yes, he is approachable, but at the same time as our Father, he is in heaven. Can we? I should say, I'm stumbling over my words, trying to wrap my mind around once again. And remember, these thoughts, these uh, these notes are coming directly from my personal prayer list. They're not inspired. There's nothing special about them. They're just some things that I've jotted down over time to prep myself more readily for prayer. But if you can, we wrap our minds around how much greater than us he is. Oftentimes, we use the illustration of ants, those little creatures scrambling around. And we think about the fact that we are, uh, we think we are, so much greater than the ant. Uh, relatively, we are so much larger. We think we're so much more intelligent. Our, our structures are so much bigger. Relatively speaking, of course, we are much weaker than the ants, and God does tell us, uh, for the lazy among us, go to the ant, thou sluggard. There's much we could learn from the ants, but if you think about the gulf between our power, between our intelligence, between our ability to mold the world, if you will, the difference between you and an ant, I can tell you which one seems much more powerful, which one seems much more potent. But if you were to take that great gulf, and then you were to take the distance between you and God Almighty, it would be exponentially greater of a distance, of a gulf fixed between you and God versus you and an ant. Consider his station. Consider his power, his supremacy, but then consider our subjugation. Think about where we came from, those of you who have accepted Christ as Savior. You've taken yourself off the throne of your life and you've given it to God. Think about the fact of where you came from. And then consider that Father, our God, which art in heaven, the staggering realization that he, as low as we are, would reach down and desire fellowship with us. Think about our previous sentence, what we were sentenced to in eternity in a place called hell. That does not sound very fun to me. No matter what your visions of hell are, some have told me that uh, I'm, I'm going to go to hell. I'm just going to live it up and party for all eternity. Friend, that's not the hell that the Bible speaks of. We shouldn't be able to look forward to heaven. What I mean by that is this. We don't deserve heaven. We never have deserved heaven. We never will deserve heaven. But because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ offered freely on an old rugged cross, because of his death, 
his brutal, his torturous death, burial, and resurrection, you and I can look forward to a place called heaven. What a joy it is to think that you and I have that privilege, our Father, which art in heaven. But then to think, when we talk about him being in heaven, the fact that we are, if you will, I'm not trying to make this uber spiritual or spooky. We are in communicating with that father, with our father, with God Almighty. We are in some ways entering into a plane, a higher plane. We're communicating with the Lord of creation. Wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father. We, because of prayer, get to speak to him. What a joy that is. It's hard to wrap our minds around. But then you continue on. And then you see our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I want you to pause here for just a moment. If you, if we bear his name, we also bear with it an incredible responsibility. We should hallow it in our own lives. That word hallowed in Webster's 1828 means this, consecrated to a sacred use. Is his name, are his names consecrated in your life? Or maybe, I pray not for you as a Christian, do we take his name in vain? I'm not just speaking with our lips not just saying, uh, using his name in a derogatory way. I'm saying, do we bear his name in our lives in vain, meaning that we do not consecrate it in the way that we should, even though we are little Christians, little Christs being Christians, do we improperly take his name, claim his name? I hope not. Now I ask you this, what is your favorite name of God. Do you have a name that you rely on more than others? I asked this question of a church not that long ago. We were in a Sunday school class. The adults were there and I asked this question and, and one raised their hand. A lady said, faithful. Oh, his name is faithful. What a joy. Another said, truth. He is truth. He's the, he's the spiritual embodiment of truth. Another said, grace. I'm so glad his name is faithful, is true, is gracious. But what is your favorite name of God? Wonderful counselor, the mighty God. I just mentioned those. You know, some people say, I hear others talk about how they pray for minutes and even hours on end. How can that be? Now, I'm not going to get into my time frame of prayer. I do track my time frame, how long I, I spend in prayer. And my goal is for it not to be in the single digit minute. That's for sure. I want to get far beyond that. And Lord's blessed. But how can you get there? Can I tell you one way to get beyond just two and five and seven minutes of prayer? If you would just pause and think about what his names mean to you, how you have been blessed by his attributes, by his names. So I want to hear from you. If you're listening right now and you say, you know what? I do have a favorite name of God. I'd love to hear that from you. You can text me right now at 309-316-7240. I want to hear what your 
favorite name of God is. Text me at 309-316-7240. I want to hear from you. And I, maybe you're going to tell me a name of God that from, from the scriptures I haven't thought about in a long time. I want to hear it. Let me encourage you, friend, to pray. Tomorrow on the broadcast, we're going to continue on. And we're going to talk about thy kingdom come. I don't know if we're going to get through the entirety of the Lord's prayer tomorrow. Maybe we'll put it into afterburners. Let me encourage you to pray. Make prayer part of your daily, daily habits. Thank you so very much for listening today. If you haven't reached out yet with your favorite name for God, let me give you the number one more time. 309-316-7240. Have a great day for his glory. We'll talk to you soon and God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.